I, I love carrying them around. At one point, I had pockets that could fit a mass market in them, in like oh some God. pants, like cargo pants. And I was like, this is my book, this is my book pocket. What's up, sisters? Welcome to another episode of Everyone and Their Sister. My name is Christina. I'm Natasha. And I'm Stephanie. Today's episode, we wanted to do something a little bit different. There is so much content out there right now, and normally we just talk about books, TVs, and movies, but there is like a shit ton of really great and interesting content that is not being made in those formats. It's being made on like different social media platforms and on YouTube as like web series and stuff like that. So in order to one, appeal to Stephanie's baser instincts, um, and also because we genuinely spend so much goddamn time on YouTube and on Instagram and on Twitter and TikTok, uh, this episode we are going to talk about all about our favorite social media channels or celebrities, influencers, whatever the hell you want to call them. Um, we're each going to run down with our favorite one and talk about those for a little bit. <laughs> I'm trying to stuff is dancing it out a little yeah. bit first she was really into it she's gonna get to talk about YouTube for like an hour this is Steph's biggest stream it's true here's the thing when people say to me you don't watch a lot of TV you are 100% correct because I spend a majority of my time watching the YouTube videos and channels that I'm subscribed to and I watch everything makeup channels fashion channels uh review people reviewing other people's diet channels uh asmr channels uh what else we have family channels uh drama channels people that are literally recapping the drama of other youtubers i have a full schedule (laughs) as you you may have guessed this is why you don't spend any time with us especially during a pandemic i can't spend any time with anyone um her youtube family so not only do i have like cultural shit going on cultural problems cultural the world problems but then i have youtube drama i have to keep abreast of and it's a lot for for a small gal like myself to constantly be (laughs) on aware of for example just this week two big youtube instagram whatever scandals happened and if you're wondering what i'm talking about it's sarah's day and this family that adopted a child and then thought it was a oh, dog yeah. and returned it oh. to another family. That one, holy shit! And like, I, we're not gonna get into that, but they trash. Um, but okay, so then I'm thinking, trying to pick what to pick for this episode, and I am stuck, and I couldn't pick anything because I have so many. So I'm gonna pick the the most recent one that I fell in love with, the most recent channel I fell in love with, and then I'm gonna have to shout out a few. Apologies. My pick is Read with Cindy, which is a booktuber channel. And booktube is something that I've never, ever, 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 ever watched in the past, how many, 10 years I've been watching YouTube channels. Just because I found the books they pick are the most obvious books. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't always trust the reviews because sometimes people will like put a book up and the publisher told them or paid them to put the book up and they don't really disclose that. Um, and a lot of books are in KU, which I don't support. Books for everyone. Um, but Read with Cindy is the most... Wait, what's KU? Kindle Unlimited. Oh, okay. Uh, which I don't have, so I don't care for their recommendations. And so on this journey, I was watching another YouTuber. I'm not going to say her name, but like her vibe was off, and I couldn't figure out what 
the problem was. I couldn't figure out why I didn't like her. And like, she's reading romance books, which we know is my number one fave. And then I, and then I learned that she had a beef with Reed with Cindy. And I'm like, oh my God, it makes sense. I picked the right person out of the squabble. Uh, so Reed with Cindy, she reviews books. She's like fairly new too. I would say maybe in the last two years, she already has a hundred thousand subscribers, which the other booktubers are pissed about, I think. <laughs> Cause she blew up out of nowhere. And drama is crazy. And like, we'll, we'll get into that in a second. But her reviews are, I find, entertaining. I LOL all the time. Uh, honest. I agree with what her comments say. And, like, she's not afraid. People love Sarah J. Maas. They, they love her. And, like, everyone knows her books aren't the best. And she's the only one person that I read a review. I'm like, you know what? You made all these valid points. Christina, and I can see you have I, something to say. I'm so ready to go because I so I started watching Rita Cindy because you recommended it. Because same mm-hmm. as you. I don't really care too much for booktube. Like, it's just not... I've never really found anybody where I've been like, oh, yep, I'm here for it. Just reading habits don't really line up. And I don't find... Without comedy, like, I'm not super interested in most things. So I wasn't really here for it. But then you shared this one and I decided, okay, I'll, like, I'll give it a try because you shared it. I We're friends. I want to be su- supportive. Of my interests. <laughs> but then I ended up really loving it because she was so funny. And my favorite is that she had that series reviewing Sarah J. Mass because so many people had been trying to get me to read it. And I just was really not loving the first one. So I just stopped. And so I get, watched her rundown of like all the plot points that happen in it. So one, I'm super happy I never wasted my time reading the series. Yeah. Two, I now know everything that happened so I can keep up with the conversations about it. But three, I feel so vindicated <laughs> about every feeling I had just reading parts of the first book because her review of them were hilarious. But they were also scathing. I love them so much. And like she's reading these books at a good time because she's like, it's past all the hype surrounding them. So like it's kind of not influenced by what people are. I mean, it is, but not as much as it was if she read it when it first came out. Um and like she's generally funny. She's hilarious. She's the only she's person, so funny. only person that has, I have laughed at consistently in all her videos. Yeah. She um, sheds real tears. That's okay. <laughs> this is where I fell in love. <laughs> she, she, so she's like she comes off as like a bit of a hard, sarcastic bitch, like myself. I don't think she'd be offended if I explained to her about that her in her way. And her review of Six of Crows and. <laughs> And literally every four minutes, she's bursting into tears. I'm like, this girl. <laughs> I was dying laughing. I'm like, it was sad. And it's great. She also reviews movies, too. So she'll do, like, a watch through. Also, she cries all the time. She's excellent. Her and her friend Chanel reviewing stuff. I love them together. Yes. I, they should have their own channel, I think, together. I would be all over that. Uh, what else was I going to say? Oh, so then, okay. So back to the person who didn't like her or they had drama <laughs> so cindy put out a review about a romance book and in the title she said something about a trash like a trash romance and, yeah and people got really pissed about her because sorry pissed at her because she they thought she was she talking the whole romance genre and clearly that's not what she was doing she was only talking about this specific uh book because when you watch all her other videos she talks about how much she like she's like i want the the sexy times yeah like graphically told to me which is why she kind of was into Sarah J Mass for a bit but whatever but then everyone came for her about the her saying they hated a romance book and that girl had like a 
a blase tweet about how people shouldn't be putting down the romance genre just because they don't like it. And I was like, mm, you got your facts wrong. Number <laughs> one, you need to check what you're talking about. And another point I think is that she, every booktuber, every booktuber you will ever see has hordes of bookcases lined with books in their like filming room. And she mm-hmm. thinks she has four books and she like, yeah. and she, what is the word? <laughs> The library. The you do it a life. No, and she, she bo- borrows books. Borrows books from the <laughs> library, like any person would. Why don't people do that more? And then she's talking about like the consumerism of book tour. I'm like, you're making all these valid points that I never even thought of. Like, do I need ten thousand books as a book lover? No. Do I have them? Yes. But now I'm mm-hmm. rethinking my whole. But I do have a lot of ebooks. But that's. I do love when booktubers are like, oh, I don't, like, when they're reviewing a book and they put, like, a digital image up and they're like, well, I borrowed this one, or I listened yeah. to an audiobook, or, like, I, like, had to borrow it from the library or something like that. I love when they're, and th- there's, like, one I follow who's also like, I got this one on sale, so I actually have a physical copy, and I'm like, I love you. It's <laughs> so cute. It is so cute. I really appreciated her um, little, like, episode or whatever on her like minimalism and like her talking about it because similarly I have more than four books but not that many more like I keep to the books that I love and the books that I like will want to reach to over and over and over again and everything else I have is an ebook and it was nice to see someone else be like you don't need 40,000 books in your room like I remember being a kid and feeling like oh I must have them all but what happened is then I moved apartments and I just had 70 tons of books that I hadn't opened in 90 years and I wasn't going to open in the next couple of years that no one got a chance to read because I kept them all in my house. My new, um, rule, so I really appreciate that. My new rule is if I don't touch the book in a year, it goes. Uh, that isn't to say that you shouldn't collect books. Collect no. books all you want. We don't <laughs> want some Mary Kondo drama. Can you tell? Uh, that one of us does collect books, though. I do, but I also purge them quite often. I just, I get a lot of books from work, so I, I kind of have a huge collection. Also, I... I mean, even before that, you still yes. had a pretty sizable connection, collection. But at the end of the day, if that's what you want, that's what makes you happy. Do what you want. I mean, but, I'm, yeah, I'm also in a privileged position where I can get an ebook and give away the, co- yeah. like, the art copy that I have. Mm-hmm. I do think, in particular, like, talking about, like, that Marie Kondo backlash, I do think there is an unfortunate element to having books that is, like, a status symbol of, like, you know, I want a room that's absolutely filled with books that even you might never read because I just want to sit in a room filled with books. Like, that's not doing anything for anybody. Just think, that book sitting on yourself, someone could love more than you are currently loving it. You know, you know how strongly I feel about books being able to be read? Except you won't unwrap the one I gifted you. The Agatha Christie one, this is the biggest. I actually feel like what you gifted me was a burden. (laughs) Because to this day, I have not unwrapped it. Because it is, genuinely. It is so beautiful. It's this gorgeous Agatha Christie um, Barnes & Noble edition of Murder on the Orient Express. And I think a couple other stories as well. And it has this beautiful blue cover. It's got this gorgeous design. It's got this gold inlay. And it's wrapped in sort of like... um, Saran wrap? I don't know what the official word for that is. Shrink wrap. Uh, yeah. Shrink wrap, thank you. Um, it's wrapped and it's gorgeous. I desperately, because it's so beautiful, I want it like out. Because I just think like as a part of my decor, it goes so well. I love it. It's gorgeous. And I love Agatha Christie so much. But like I genuinely love these stories and I read them. I've reread them before in my life. And I'm so torn on like, <laughs> I believe that books deserve to be read. And if a book is printed, it should be read. But I 
don't know if I can bring myself to open this one because of how gorgeous it is. So it sits there next to all my other Agatha Christie's that have like shitty spines and like torn jackets because of how many times they've been taken out. And this one perfectly maintained, shrink-wrapped, beautiful blue and gold one just waiting until maybe one day I decide to open it or maybe I don't. I don't know yet. I mean, <laughs> like, shrine. you guys know I love collecting books whether I read them or not. So... I'm a fan of collecting. I do think, um, like, obviously in the past few years, I've been like, I need to calm down. <laughs> that's, that's definitely what's happened. But I, I don't think you necessarily have to read them. I, know, I mean, maybe I'm biased because I am in publishing and I know what happens to books even that are read or, like, it's just, it doesn't, there's always going to be books out there that nobody's reading, so... Maybe they publish too many. Maybe there's too many hard copies of books out there. Ebooks forever. Is it? I love editions of books where the covers are beautiful or where like an author has a backlist of 30 and so they redo the backlist so it all Mm. has a lovely cover. But realistically, did you need to reissue the same book another Mm. time with another cover? My (laughs) My favorite will always be on this podcast where we found out that you had the special edition still in like mint condition of the Crazy Rich Asians special cover, the like horrible, hideous glitter one. Yeah. Um, but then in that same sentence, you were like, "Oh yeah, no, I've never read it, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to read Crazy Rich Asians. I'm not going to read the series." Like in the span of one sentence, yes, I purchased the original special edition. No, I will never ever read the book in any format. I bought it for like two bucks. Okay, it was fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times have I bought a book and then I've seen reviews and like I have no. Yeah, like you. I buy that. I buy that for you a lot. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. And like, it just things contribute sometimes. Like, I'll be like, "Well, I was like really into the idea of this book before," and then like a year passes, and well, I'm not into it anymore. But the cover is beautiful, so I'm just gonna leave it on my shelf for now. I mean, it is fine if you if you have it and you love it, you want. But my personal thing is always, I feel like a book deserves to be read. That's why I like cracked books, like books that have spines and like dog ears and highlights in them. Yes, I do love well-worn books for sure. Don't fold a page though. I I fold pages. If that's what you, I dog ear and I don't care. That's how I love my books. Okay. I mean, truly weird off topic here. Um. Okay. I have two booktube. (laughs) I have two final points I want to make. Okay. First one. Okay. And what also cemented my love for Cindy is when she's talking about Six of Crows. She loves Six of Crows, but she hated the Grisha trilogy. And then she's like. If Netflix came to me and was like, can you pimp out um, Six of Crows and The Gracious Truth? She's like, I would be that fake bitch that would say, I loved it. Of course I'm going to do it. I'm like, you know what? Same. <laughs> I would do the yeah. same thing. So Just to I love get for Six you. of Crows and Crooked Kingdom, you must. I'd sell my soul. So <laughs> Also, I'm excited for this Netflix uh, show. Same. Yes. Um, I'm going to tell you three t- videos you should watch from her. So the first one is, I read A Court of Wings and Ruin, and now I'm an alcoholic. Great one. <laughs> Laughed so hard. Um, the other one, if you want to learn about booktube drama, is called, I unfold booktube drama while folding my clothes. It's 30 minutes, but she goes into detail about all the stuff that I was talking about. She blinks out the names, so you're not going to know who I was talking about, but email us, I'll let you know. <laughs> um, and then My Emotional Breakdown Over Crooked Kingdom, like sobbing, laughing, me watching this. Oh, she, love her. 
I hope she always does booktube and to booktube. endorse that like again literally the moment Steph shared it started watching it love them I've now watched like 30% of her videos like everything that she put out in the last like two months I've seen and you only shared her like I feel like I've only ago? watched her three weeks ago yeah yeah I don't know how she came up on my you know what that YouTube algorithm popped her up <laughs> for me and they knew that I would love her and also like, she's she's a diverse booktuber like there's not many that's true out there that i've seen again i don't know because i've only started recently watching them but it's always good to get other people's perspectives on booktube it's like the same like it's always going to be like the same people doing like the same it's always going to be like sarah j mass it's going to be like the newest cassandra claire it's always and they always have relationships with these authors too which you Mm. notice when you follow a lot of booktubers while you two do not watch a lot of booktube i do (laughs) I watched the one and it's no, that's good. Cindy. Yeah, yeah, that's all I need. <laughs> and like, it's literally, there's like, there's so much that goes into it. And like the weird backend connections between authors and booktubers is so bizarre. And so like, kind of weird, which is why I like Read with Cindy because she doesn't have that. And I like that she's kind of like on her own. But if like, she did, I think she would tell us. Yeah, I think, I think she'd be more upfront. I mean, like legally booktubers have to should be upfront be. about it. Yeah. So, like, I mean, if they're not there, they could be sued. And, like, obviously I do it for my job as well. But, like, I think one of, like, the only booktubers, there's, like, only two that I really enjoyed. And they were so unusual compared to normal booktubers that were always doing YA books. Or, like, like I don't really watch a lot of romance ones. But, like, a lot of them were doing, like, YA books. And they always had, like, a relationship with the, with the author versus, like, the two others that I found. Both Canadians. And they were both, like, they're well, one of them, I guess, is considered diverse she's mixed but like you know are they? ariel bissett yeah i, I interviewed ariel her she's, like, she's, she's great lovely. yeah she's and, like lovely. she's had an interview with like michelle obama like it's insane how can i hear you that that's now. insane like bill gates like it's just like it's so crazy how like it jumped up suddenly and like she was like sort of like moderately popular before but she wasn't really talking about the same books everybody else was so it was a little bit harder because when i asked her her favorite book she said anything talking about frida kahlo and i was like you know what this makes all sense (laughs) if you're trying to get into booktube you read a lot of books ya uh adult you like romance um basically if you like anything that i like anything that i've mentioned on this podcast before you're gonna like her channel and support her and her friend chanel all right nat so my social media influencer like top pick um or one that i've really been watching a lot lately is actually a tiktok influencer um their handle on tiktok and i think on instagram is top freak daddy i love this person their real name is sammy lane um they are i guess you could call them like a comedian (laughs) and also an edm producer slash singer like it's (laughs) (laughs) i've definitely shared their videos before um This is like a a queer comedian as well. Um, I believe they're pansexual and non-binary. And a lot of the videos, (laughs) they're usually hilariously about sort of the situations that they're in or any sort of like what it's like to have like a confusing gender identity for other people and like how they respond to it. And it's just like it, it, the way they always pose it is always so funny. Um, And they'll have like funny dating stories most of them are bonkers dating stories by the way like this person rose to fame because of one of those dating stories like it was so crazy that everybody was like give us part two (laughs) 
<laughs> this like, is on TikTok? It's on TikTok. Um, they also have um, like a bunch of the videos that are like more popular on TikTok are on Instagram as well. I've definitely shared them before. Quarantine um, but Dad. Quarantine Dad is like one of my favorite series right now. <laughs> I guess you could call it a series. It's great. But like, like this person is just like, they don't hesitate from certain topics about gender, identity, all of that. And like, while they are really funny, they're also like, there's like a serious element to all these videos that you're watching. You're like, oh my God, that's so like, like, it's not necessarily like, like as a queer person, like there's not necessarily things I think about because I'm not affected the same way as Samuelin is. But just like there's just like this whole every every element, every way, like like even like the delivery, always perfect. Always so good. So like essentially there's like a few different videos that I would like recommend watching. There's um I think like the the dating video that like really got uh top freak daddy famous was like I think it might have been called like bad tinder date i'm pretty sure i think it was like it'll it'll be like bad tinder date part one or part two or something like that so if you look that up you'll know it's the right one if you see them wearing a giant yellow wig also their fashion sense insane (laughs) like it's like part goth and part like literally quarantine dad Like, it's just, like, like when you're watching the Quarantine Dad videos, also, all of them excellent. Start from number one all the way to, like, I think it's at, like, 13 or something now. But, like, all really funny. It'll just be, like this Instagram filter or like, I don't, I don't know if it's Instagram or like some sort of filter on their face where like the mustache really looks like it's part of their face. Like I thought they were just wearing a mustache. Same. (laughs) Like I was just like, oh, and it was like one point where like they're eating soup and the mustache disappears. And I was just like, wait, what what just happened? How do you spell Sammy? Sammy S-A-M-I and then Lane L-A-N, but you're only going to find them as top freak daddy everywhere. It took me a while to find Oh, Tom Freak Daddy. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, we should definitely share some videos. Uh, Everything that I've seen has been either Nat shared it or after that I I started following the Instagram because I don't really use TikTok. So I know more just like the more popular like the quarantine dad and like the quarantine hair growing out um, and things like that. And I just every time I'm dead. The best videos in my opinion. Okay, like my number one for Top Freak Daddy is there's one a few months ago I think might have actually been even more popular than the Tinder date one. Um, They got called out by somebody and they were like, this person was like, ma'am ma'am and they were like how dare you and they use like this like voice filter or whatever to be like how dare you and they went into like this whole spiel about like gender identity and this is like what's happening in their mind and the person that called out is just like you dropped your airpod (laughs) and top freak daddy's just like oh (laughs) well thank you and it's just like like the delivery and like the weird british accent filter thing like i think it's like a weird voice modulator that you can get on tiktok i don't know i know tiktok but i don't really know it you know what i mean like i'm like a little bit you're too old (laughs) i'm too old (laughs) i see you try to adapt to new technologies it'll be a while i yeah i try (laughs) i haven't got a tiktok yet i have never been on it yet it's one day a time suck like if you think youtube gets you in like the for you page on TikTok, it never stops. It just auto plays, and you sit there for hours. Like because the videos are ten seconds long, right? Yeah, and like my sister oh. did a video on TikTok, and it's just her watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians because she did the hashtag for you page. She's got like over like four hundred thousand views now on that one thing where it's like the part where Chris Jenner is just like something about like the sex tape or whatever. And she just like, and then my sister did like a little voiceover. 
<laughs> and like people love it. And, but it's just they're it's all serious TikTok. Excellent. Okay. Of course, I cannot rate Top Freak Daddy, but I would say watch it for the chains. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many chains involved. Also, they will teach you how to make your own like weird chain jewelry, which is great because love I was like, when will I need this? Like, I could learn. <laughs> you need it now. You can make your chain. Yeah. Really, really going beyond the normal genres. Like, there's comedy. I think they also have their own podcast, which talks about mm-hmm. identity. Like, the music videos, I've watched them. Definitely not my type of music, but <laughs> some of them are really funny. And, like, their it's music EDM, is, like, right? Yeah, it's EDM. So, okay. it's just, like, not for me. But, like, there was one that they did where their friend got, like, a, harass- a harassing comment from, like, some dude on Instagram. And he had said... I want you to fart on my face. <laughs> I bet your farts taste like roses. And they took that comment and then like made it into music and put it on repeat. It was so funny. <laughs> Pure comedy. So good. So fascinating. It teaches you to love yourself, okay? <laughs> Self-care. Self-care. Yeah, exactly. All, all right, Christina, you're up. All right. So unsurprisingly, I picked somebody who is, I know mostly through Instagram, they do have a YouTube as well. But if I had to pick like a single social media platform that I spend 99% of my time on, it is on Instagram, which I think you guys both know based on how many memes you get sent by me in a day. But like, because I spend so much time watching movies and TV shows, I love Instagram because it's the easiest one to be scrolling through while also be watching something else and like be kind of paying attention to the both of them. And this is on, like, she's a comedian. She's actually an actress, but, like, she's just trying to break out into the business. So she's only recently gotten, like, her first kind of, like, big role. But I started watching her a couple years ago, and I've definitely sent you guys some of her videos before. Uh, Her name on Instagram is thisiscourt underscore. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yep. Her name is, it's because her name is Courtney, but she does these series of videos called Life of a Customer Service Rep. So And she clearly works at like a Nordstrom somewhere in the States. And she does these videos where she just like plays standard interactions that you know you've had millions of times before in a store with a customer before. And every single one of them is gold. Like the way that she chooses to to represent some of these customers. So her her job at this Nordstrom is clearly working at the like returns customer service desk. Oh, I feel her. Yeah, they're often very much based off of somebody trying to return something. And one of the like memes she had kind of go vi- like a little bit viral recently was this one where she has this exchange with a customer where they bring back a shoebox of Uggs. And she's like, oh, right, yeah, you can return these Uggs. Sure, no problem. Uh, what was the issue with them? And her as the customer is like, oh, no issue. I just they didn't do it for me anymore. So I'd like to return them. And you, if you've ever worked in customer service, you know immediately what's going on. So she gives that look of like, oh, you just, they just don't do it for you anymore. And so you just want to return them eight months later. All right. So she goes to start opening the top of the shoebox, and the customer is like, why are you opening it? Why do you need to open it for? Don't worry about it. Just to like reveal these like hideously worn, damaged, broken down Uggs. Like, and it's just these perfect like comedic timing, comedic delivery of these stories. And recently she's been breaking out to doing a couple of other different things too. So she does a lot of like conversations with her mom and I like the portrayal she has of her mother is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like her mother is just this like God fearing church going woman that has no time for her because every time she does an exchange of like, this is what a conversation with her mom is like, 
Her mom is over it. Her mom wants her out of this damn house. But then she did move out and she moved to LA. And so now she does all of these things of conversations with her mom where her mom wants her to move back. (laughs) And it's just all very fun. It's very cute. She's got YouTube videos for all of these as well. And she did one recently talking about bad dates. She did um, a whole fail video recently about meeting up with this guy that she met online through Tumblr. Because of this is how long ago it was. Tumblr was still a thing that people use. Oh, so this isn't a recent date. I was going to say that. Ow. (laughs) Yeah, this is a long ago date. Her retelling of this is amazing. I think it's in three parts. But basically, he's a broke-ass bitch, okay? But he didn't tell her that. And he was supposed to only come to visit her for, like, a weekend. And then she has that moment that I think everybody has as, like, an adult telling a story of something you did in your youth where you were like, I'm a fucking moron. I could have died. And she's like, so I invited this man I never knew to spend the weekend at my apartment with me alone. And then, like, the moment of realization where she was like, how Mm -hmm. am I alive? Honestly. How have I lived? (laughs) Um, But then this broke bitch was, like, trying to plan to stay with her for, like, a week with no return ticket and no money to his name. And she talks about, like, they tried to have sex and he was super bad at it. And, like, trying to get him out of the house. And her story of getting him out of her house once and for all is absolutely hilarious. Like, everything she does is just with this excellent delivery. I've shared with you recently her Tales of Periods That Stay Too Long videos. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. Her Instagram stories of her trying to wax her armpit for herself um, as a way to see if she's going to eventually grab the courage to wax her vagina. (laughs) That was a great one. It was so good. Every one of her videos is absolutely hilarious. And because as I mentioned, she's an actress. Her big role was on Insecure with Issa Rae. She's in a couple of episodes of the most recent season. And so I love Insecure. I watched it anyway. But I definitely caught up because it was so fun to be like, here's this random girl that I've been following for like two years that like moved out to LA to be an actress. And she ended up on TV. (laughs) Love that. She needs more people. I'm looking at her numbers on Instagram and stuff. It's not enough. No, it should be way higher. Her YouTube numbers might be higher because I know she posts there first, but I find her content is like the perfectly digestible amount. Oh, you know, even her YouTube is really low. It should be way higher. She is genuinely one of the funniest people that I follow. She's funnier than everybody that I know that I follow. Yeah, I'm calling out YouTube in particular. I mean, well, I don't, have, you I don't ever post. Said, have I ever said I was funny? <laughs> Never. I was just making a joke that you don't post anything. I mean, I don't. Ever. But like, I don't think five thousand followers. That's what I mean. Yeah, it's, it's not, not enough. enough. So if you are listening to this, all of the one hundred people that listen to us, one hundred, increase. Please go increase her subscriber count. I think she do well on TikTok. Yeah. Uh, she, I think she did recently start on TikTok because she had a couple oh, yeah, of Instagram it. videos about her trying to do TikTok dances, um, and I found her like her attempts at trying to do them and being like, nobody said I was a good dancer. I don't do this kind of shit. I dance at the club. This is different. (laughs) So good. Her waxing journey is on her Instagram still, so you can watch it. Oh, her waxing journey is absolutely hilarious. I just, dead, I love her. And I want more people to be following her. I think the content that she is putting out there, some of the best. She has this face that she makes when she's like... (laughs) When she's playing, like, the, the cashier or whatever in customer yep. service. And it's the face where, like, her lips become, like, almost pouty. And her eyes are just dead inside. 
Oh, and she does this thing that is so stupid, but I love so much. When she's playing a specific kind of customer, usually a Karen type, she takes her glasses and she puts them on her face where like on her forehead and they're like tilted. And so she's wearing them almost like you pushed up your glasses and it fell, but you didn't bother to fix it. And that's one of her standard, like this customer is wild. Like um, they're in the brain as well. Yes, exactly. <laughs> And every time I see it, it's just another thing that I'm like, ugh, I fucking love this so much. So funny. So I would, like, highly recommend, one, if you've ever worked at any customer service job ever in your life, you're going to enjoy the videos. Like, you're going to relate to them. You can go to her Instagram, and she's got IGTV set up, so you can just watch them all there, or you can watch them on her YouTube channel. But also, if you are interested in any wild dating stories whatsoever you can also check on her i think it's called like my free fail video or something like that like fail flawed flewed out fail that's what she calls it flewed out fail part ones to three they are genuinely hilarious um it is an insane story (laughs) all three of our picks are really good they're all funny because that's what we need all the time yeah, humor. There is also so much good comedy happening in stuff that isn't on TV mm-hmm. and books and shit like that. Books in particular, I'm gonna be honest, I love books. So many are just not fucking funny at all. Yeah. But in movies and TVs, it's some even comedy you really love, it just all can feel the same. And there's something about the kind of comedy that you can get when people can just hold their phone up and do whatever they want. And for like 10 seconds too. Yeah. yeah. It's so simple and like it's like, they're all super underrated. Like, they need bigger platforms, I feel like. All the time, I'm just like, I wish, like, the whole world could hear them. Because I, I guess Read with Cindy is probably the biggest person we talked about through yeah. this. Yeah. 100,000, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think Top Freak Daddy might have a few million on TikTok. Let me do Okay, that. The, this is, I know nothing about TikTok. I've chosen to leave TikTok to the youths. Oh, actually, you know what? Platform. It wasn't a few need- million. It's, it's, like, 300k. Okay. Because I just, like, you know, you don't need... Is that views, though, or is that followers? That's followers. The views are much, much more. Oh, okay. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. So I guess that's the biggest one, then. Yeah. Um, not Cindy, which was what I meant earlier. But yeah, I like, more people should be following all of these people. They're mm-hmm. absolutely hilarious. Okay. Particularly, This Is Court. So it's This Is Court underscore on Instagram, and it's This Is Court underscore TV on YouTube. And for mine, uh, Top Freak Daddy, it's just, top, it's literally Top mm-hmm. Freak Daddy on both Instagram and TikTok. And I think Read With Cindy is Read With Cindy on Instagram uh, and YouTube. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode. If you liked it, if you think we should do another social media episode, or if you have any social media people that you're like super interested in, you think are super funny, you can share it with us at EatsCast on Twitter or at EatsCast on Instagram. Let us know who you love. If you watched any of these and you followed them, let us know too, because we love making sure that like other people are getting visibility is super great. All these people are super fun and we love them so much. Um, Yeah. And just reach out to us. Let us know what you like. Do you know anything about booktube drama? Do you have opinions on it? Because Steph and Nat are ready to talk about it, talk about it, and I'm ready to watch by with popcorn and enjoy it like crazy. Love it. And that's it for us. Bye. Bye. Music credit goes to Jazzahar, but please listen carefully and care about her wallpaper. Already sounds like a lesbian propaganda channel.